Can I be honest? May I speak freely? Please. I'm very tired. Yeah. I'm very tired right now. <laughs> Last week, we took an impromptu trip to Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah, we got is, a text on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimmy texted me on Monday and was like, hey, let's do a podcast. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, yeah, which is a classic Jimmy text. But I read it and I was like- It's we, classic because anything is possible in his mind. That's right. He he said something on the Lex Friedman podcast where he said like, you just have to push through no's. And he does like find a way to make something that's seemingly impossible happen. Well, it's very easy to have your first response to almost anything be negative. It really is. It's very it's easy to hear that's something true. and think of all the reasons why it couldn't happen. Yeah. It's true. much harder to think of something and go- yeah, you could make that happen. That's yeah, yeah. possible. You could persevere. We've also been talking to Jimmy on the phone and I'm like inherently very interested in having this conversation. So it was like, we basically just shifted everything around and flew to Greenville. Yeah, we got there on Wednesday. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. We got there on Wednesday night and we got to go to a main channel shoot. That was Which cool. was so cool. Uh, we got to actually be on set during a main channel shoot. Um, it was so fun to watch live. I was like, this was a fun, like, I wonder if he's going to start doing like stadium style seating to watch his main channel shoots Maybe. because they're so fun to watch. They're there like, were a lot of people watching. There was a lot of people watching. Cheering. Yeah. And they were deliberately there. They weren't just like. No, no, they were they're asked to be there. They were yeah. asked to be there, yeah. But yeah, that was super cool. Um, and then Thursday we recorded, we hung out at the office all day, which was super fun, and then came back Friday and I got food poisoning. I've never even seen you like this. I'm still recovering from it. Like it was, it yeah. was insane. Yeah. This was on the way back, on yeah. the flight back. It had already been- Also, not a nonstop flight, which was challenging. Yes. Two stops. Yeah. Not easy. You not, were- Not an easy travel day. Pale, man. To, to have, yeah. And for me to be pale, is not easy. <laughs> there also was a subscriber who came up to us. <laughs> That's right. Uh, while we were waiting to get on the plane. Yeah. And he was like, hey, are you, are you Colin from Colin Smear? I was like, yep, yep. We started talking. Great guy. Great conversation. <laughs> And then he looks over my shoulder and you are just limp in a chair with a press published hat over your eyes, mouth yeah. open, asleep, like, oh. yeah, I mean, and I was like, he's not feeling very well. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. I was in a, I was in a dark place. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, but you can't meet yeah. Samir. One of the bright spots of the trip was working out with Jimmy. Yeah. That was so fun. He's I took got, pre-workout for the first time ever. You did take pre-workout. You were hyped. Which is a lot of caffeine. Yeah, it's a lot of caffeine. I felt like a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot, I mean, the interview is going to be coming out, um, fingers crossed, but like very soon on the main channel, um, working on it right now. Um, and there's also a lot of BTS footage we took. Mm -hmm. We're trying to find something to do with it. Maybe we'll post it in the Discord. We'll start, maybe we'll post some BTS photos in the Discord so everyone in the Discord can check it out. Yeah. Um, but it was a really fun trip. It's one of those things that you you always call YouTube the ticket to the extraordinary. And like, I think for me, when I look at life right now, it's hectic, it's crazy, I'm tired. But I know that this is the thing that gets me really excited about YouTube is the impromptu like, okay, let's fly across the country and make this video. Yeah, and you don't know how long it will last. These types of things where someone will hit you up. Monday morning, Yeah, we wake up, we come in here. We don't know that on Wednesday we will be flying to, to North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. You know, I told you I was texting with my brother. Yeah. And he texted me first on Wednesday just saying, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, oh, I'm on a flight to North Carolina. He was like, oh, that's wild. What? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen on Monday. And he right. just goes, your life is crazy. <laughs> and the next time he texts me is Friday. And he goes, 
how's it going in North Carolina? And I said, I'm already back. <laughs> in LA, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. It is crazy. And I agree that there's going to be a moment in time where this is either not possible or not happening anymore. And it's like, although it's hectic and crazy, it's uh, it's good to cherish these times right now. Yeah. The, the other thing is it's VidCon this week. Oh so, boy, is so it VidCon. As you're listening to this, we're in Anaheim at VidCon. Uh, if you are there, at VidCon, we are doing Creator Support Live on Friday morning at 11 a.m. Look it up on the VidCon schedule. Come check it out. Um, we will be there. We will also have something there that, Colin, you've been working on for months. Yeah, for the past couple of months, I've been working on this physical newspaper, which celebrates two years of our newsletter, The Published Press, which is crazy that it's been two years since we launched The Published that Press. That blows my mind. Uh, for those of you watching, I'm holding it up right now. I guess if you're watching, you know I'm holding it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're, you're listening, listening yeah, come on over. Then come on over and check it out. Um, this thing is awesome. Like, I, I'm really, really honestly impressed that this got put together in such a short window. It has really cool stories in it, really cool photos. And just holding something tangible in a world that's getting increasingly more digital yeah. is just so cool. It was just so fun for me to do something I'd never done before. I've never made yeah. a newspaper before. Totally. Or a magazine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to work with Nate and, and everybody uh, at our company like to do this was mm -hmm. really, really cool. And we're going to be giving these away at VidCon. Yep. And I want to figure out a way to get more out there. But right now, we just this is an experiment. We did a limited number of them. Yeah. So we're going to be giving them the, away at VidCon. The main story in here is uh, about the YouTube New Wave, which is something that we've talked about on the show quite a mm -hmm. bit. Uh, if you want to read it, it's about Nate, who's one of the writers for the Published Press, his experience going to Creator Camp and spending time with the, the YouTube New Wave. So yeah. I'm I'm just pumped, man. Like this is this is a moment in time where we have a lot of stuff coming out. It's been like a grind to get here, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of stuff that's about to be released that's really cool. Like a lot of kinetic energy coming out of our camp. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think our, our schedule has been packed in a way that it has not been in a while in terms of going to Greenville. Yep. Yesterday we had Ali Abdal here. Yep. We did an interview with Ali. We also had Colt Kerwin here. We also had Colt Kerwin yeah. and Kariza <laughs> yeah. and Tejas. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of creators come through, mm -hmm. which was really cool. And yesterday, our studio felt like a clubhouse for the first time. It just felt like- Like the app? Yes, like the it, app. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's on its way down. Uh, no, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, there totally. were groups of people having conversations. There wasn't, in our old office, there was only one conversation because there was only enough space for yeah, one conversation. True, true. We were in one room. There were yeah. conversations happening upstairs, downstairs, in different rooms, mm -hmm. and it just felt really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was the it, best it, use it, of this space. It felt like, for the first time, our studio was becoming actually this hub for creators to come hang out. Yeah. Uh, which was really cool. Um, let's get to a question, Colin. Okay. It's a question from the Discord. When to delegate? This comes from Aspire Shift. Here's an interesting question that might help more creators than just myself. When starting as a creator is the right time to hire someone to help you? I've personally been waiting until I get monetized or until I see some proof of concept before spending money on a team. But the workload is intense. It takes me over two weeks before I can get one video out. All of this work also comes with a heck of a ton of mental stress. I'm starting to lean towards the hire someone else side. What do you think? I don't want to give away too much of our interview with Elliot yeah, Dahl. But this is kind of answered in that. In yeah, that, it's yeah. answered in that interview. And I'll give away part of it. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, can't let's summarize it. everything no, that he said, but yeah. his advice was to make sure you have the work in front of you, like get the business, mm -hmm. land the business before you hire. Yeah. Don't hire preemptively in hopes that that person will unlock business for you. Yeah. Because that's a lot riskier and it may not happen. So what about if you have no intention of monetizing the work and you just need help getting it out? 
then I guess you're in a position where you're just like bankrolling your own creative ideas and yeah, you that, would have to evaluate that yourself. But yeah. you, you might want the project firmed up and say like, this is what I need you to do. Because one thing that adds a lot of mental stress is like, there's a team member there and you're like, so what do I get you to do? Because yeah. now there's someone sitting there who's like, so what do I do? Yeah. Um, so I, I think the the clarity of like, here is the role I need filled right now. That is when you hire. Mm. And th that's that's my POV. And sometimes it comes from a project of like, we just got a brand deal. I need to make that video. Now I get someone to help me make that specific video. That's the best way to build a team or bring someone onto your team. Yeah. If you're just kind of like, I want to make YouTube videos, you come help me. That might be premature. And I don't think there's a perfect answer here. It's a, it's a little bit of a clunky process hiring, right? Even let's say you land a brand deal and you've got work ahead of you, then you start the process of hiring. Hiring is difficult. It's mm -hmm. its own skill set. And then once you get someone, even if you really like them and they're really talented, there's a, a time frame there to get them up to speed. Yeah. Right. So it is kind of a, a clunky process. And a quote from Cody Co. actually from our episode with him that I really enjoyed. And the reason I know this quote is because- Because of the quotes page in here. There is a top <laughs> yeah. 10 quotes from the Colin and Samir show in the newspaper. And he didn't make it. And he got cut. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it was because the quote was really long and I'll just paraphrase it. Basically, it was about hiring and he- talks about when you are hiring someone, make sure you say explicitly up top when you hire them that, hey, this is your role right now. This is what we think it's going to be, but we are a fast-moving company that has to change quickly, and the role may change the day you get hired. Is that the exact quote? Did no. you memorize it? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. But like that, I'm paraphrasing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood. But that's essentially yeah. what he says, to like make it clear to everyone you hire that, hey, this could change. Yeah. Your job description could change on day one. That's totally fair because we're in a very dynamic scenario. Until you're at a point where for a period of time, you're like making a show. You know what I mean? Like I, I would imagine that some creators who are pretty set in like the show that they are making – like even TMG, right? So Cody and Noel, yeah. like some people now at this point who work for the TMG podcast, there's some roles that are pretty stable there, I would yeah. imagine. You know, there's some consistency in that format. But as a creative company, you're always in a state of exploration. Mm -hmm. You're always just being like, so what next? What do we try next? I, oh God, I have something that I want to say from the Jimmy podcast, but we, I can't. You I can't feel say like it. you just got to hold. You can't do it. You just got to watch that one when yep. it comes out. But he says something really good about about this specific thing. Okay, this is an interesting one. I think it's fun. From the Discord, from Reed Kimball. At which point during your editing do you find it's helpful to get feedback on your video edits? I have a short that I think is in a good place story edit wise, but there's been very little sound effects and color work done. I'd like to know if others find the story in my one minute, 40 second video as funny as I do. Should I keep going until color and sound effects are more polished or do... Yeah, basically, that's the question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say get feedback before color and sound effects. For sure. But at the same time, my biggest pet peeve, and I think that a lot of editors <laughs> would agree with this, is when you show something to someone for feedback, and they're like, there's no lower third right there. Yeah. And you're oh, like, yeah. obviously, there's no lower third. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just putting the story together. So, you know what I mean? Or they're like, it's not colored. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I got eyes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? And like, I'm guilty of giving that type of feedback because you have to be sure. You yeah. never know. And yeah. you've given that feedback. It's yeah, just of part of the process. Yeah, but yeah. I think you have to be clear. That's my gripe. Yeah. I, I would say like where I'm not, I'm not super loose with who I take feedback from. 
anymore, right? Like I'm very specific and I need it to be a collaborator, someone who has collaborated with me before. Mm. So they understand where I'm at in the process or where we're at in the process. Because if you send it willy-nilly to someone, they're going to give you those notes. Can't be sending it willy-nilly. You can't be sending your cuts willy-nilly. can't be true. dropping frame.io links all over the internet. Ooh, um, definitely not. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's about where you're getting your feedback from and like trusted voices. Because creativity is subjective. Some storytelling is not subjective. It's like that didn't connect to that, so you got to fix that. But some of the creativity is subjective. So you want to find someone who shares the same taste or that you trust their taste. Because you and I have even watched cuts and been like, I prefer it this way, you prefer it that way. Mm -hmm. If one of us gives uh, someone feedback at our, at our team, right? You could say something and I'll reverse it and do something totally different. And sure. so we have to talk first and be like, okay, wait, we'll get, let's agree on the feedback so we can go tell our team. Yeah. Because there's two of us. And that <laughs> just shows you like, even though we're the same company, same brand, very similar taste, we have different preferences yeah. with editing. On the topic of miscommunication, I'll give a great example to bring people into our world. And this is, I think, specific to how hectic this time is right now with VidCon and Greenville and everything. But uh, I walk in and Jesse's like, are we filming creator support today? And I was yeah. like, no, we're not filming creator support today. Right. And then you walk in like 30 minutes later and you're like, let's get set up for creator support. Right. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you just never know, like. There's a lot happening. Uh, it's discussed like, in Slack, but yeah. Oh, who reads? Yeah, uh, <laughs> who reads the Slack? Read Slack. <laughs> we read the Slack at this company. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Fair. Wait. On the topic of editing. Yeah. Um, I want to give one gripe and one delight. Yeah, please. So a gripe is with Adobe Premiere and just my relationship with it over the years. Yeah. Because I feel like it's, um, I love it. Okay. It's like giving me everything. Okay. But it's like hit me in the face right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It just crashes. It's like slow. It's got, it's had bugs. It always has. Always has. Always has. I always love it. will. It's got yeah. bugs. It's my gripe. Yeah. Delight, for the first time, we uploaded a video and mm. checked off the oh box my God. where you can sign it, sign Premiere into your YouTube yes. account and just have it export and upload directly to the back end of YouTube. I can't believe we've never done that before. Like over a decade of we, working with Premiere <laughs> and YouTube and we've never done that? We used to just sit and wait for the export. And with like two hour long 4K conversations, it's no joke how long it takes. It takes forever. And we'll just sit there and then we'll be like, okay, now we can upload. I can't believe we never knew that. I used to come back to the office sometimes at like yeah. 1130 at night. Or right, midnight, right. Just yeah. to be like, okay, now it's exported. <laughs> Let me upload it. Yeah. Also for the the crew, uh, the Discord crew, um, what's so interesting about Discord to me is how much of a like democratic society it is like yeah. the 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 people spoke on discord the that people the, have spoken that, that the gripes channel should be gripes and delights and it has changed yeah. and i just think it's so funny and interesting to like talk to the mods and be like this is what the people are saying we need to take action yeah. <laughs> it's like a, like yeah. there might be an uproar uh <laughs> i just think it's so fun that like those types of things yeah. can happen that is cool and that there's like there's you know culture that emerges within our own community um, we're giving a, a keynote at VidCon with YouTube. It goes along with the video that's on the main channel right now about YouTube trends, or if it's not there yet, it will be there mm -hmm. um, very soon about YouTube trends where we talk to a, a, an employee at YouTube. And one of the things we show is actually an image from the Discord of this iceberg that that shows the different layers of fandom in the Colin and Samir community. Mm -hmm. um, and that is just one of the trends we talk about in that video, by the way. It's it's really uh, a fascinating conversation. I think like if you want to learn a bit more about a broader scope of YouTube, 
check out that conversation. Yeah. There's some of it here in the newspaper as well. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say and not to say because I want you to go watch the video. Yeah. Um, but I would just say that this is a conversation we wanted to have for a long time and we got to have it on the main channel, which was really cool. Okay. What's question. next? This question comes from Bryce James. Hi guys, love the show. And I have a question about viewer conversion. Quick backstory. Over the past 2.5 years, my wife's socials have exploded in popularity and I now work for her full time. She is predominantly a shorts creator now, branching out to more long form. We began the YouTube channel in July, 2022, which now has 3.2 million subscribers and averaging 100 million views per month. A majority of the views are from shorts. However, 97% of views are from non-subscribers. We're a bit lost on what tips can be implemented to improve these statistics and to continue building a long-term fan base. Any help would be appreciated. So the problem here is viewership, not community. Yes. Mm. 100 million views per month, 97 million views are from non-subscribers and primarily shorts. I think that is the reality of shorts creators. Yes, I would agree. You are producing content for the shorts feed. You're filling a gap, a space and time. Yes, it is like one of those, um, you know at those sushi restaurants where like there's like a conveyor belt of stuff that you can grab? I don't think I've ever been to one of those. Oh my God, Colin. I'm intrigued. Get, get it together. I mean, like, I go to sushi restaurants. I don't know how I haven't, I like sushi. What sushi restaurant? Gelson's? <laughs> yeah, that was a weird slam. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired, man. I'm yeah. out of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's just think about it as a shorts feed, then fine. We won't think about it as a sushi conveyor belt. Um, just when you're producing for the feed, like anything could be interchangeable where you put this video that you're, you're like you're, your wife's video. And maybe that's not the kindest thing to say, but the reality is like you are playing into a shorts feed and the consumer behavior is such that they're there for the shorts feed. And they're also there to be hit with something unexpected. Yeah. It's they're, not they're to say not the content's- They're not seeking necessarily yeah. whatever is being shown. Algorithmically, yes, the algorithm like knows what type of stuff you like and right. it's going to show you things you like. But the goal there is to be really surprised by what you see. Whereas with long form content, it's a lot more intentional to click a title and thumbnail and say, I've chosen uh, to be here for perhaps an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think- um, this is where we think about like an audience is passive, a community is active. Those are those are your metrics that you want to think about. And with 97% of your views coming from non-subscribers, that's not actually, in my opinion, an issue unless you think it's an issue. Yeah. Right? Like if you're doing 100 million views a month, like if that's what you care about, if let's say you're trying to get visibility, exposure, um, you know, you're clearly doing something right with the content where people want to watch it. They can swipe away from that content. They want to watch it. 100 million views per month is really significant. If you're trying to build a community, then you're going to have to create new styles of content, right? Mm -hmm. And you might have to accept lower viewership for a bit. Yeah. And I think that's okay. The lower viewership and the different format of content is a barrier almost to make sure that the people watching 75% of the way through care still about what you're putting out there, right? Like it's okay if you shed people because you're going to keep people who are actually interested. This channel and this show, Creator Support, is is that, right? It's like a filter. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, here's the crop of people who are really interested in this version of the show, like an active relationship with us where you ask a question and we answer it. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like the main channel is like a brie cheese, and this is like a stinky blue. You know what I mean? Like they're both cheese, but this one's a little more like... 
Uh, I'll see about that. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> what? Like the Are main you calling channel. This channel like moldy cheese. <laughs> well, it's a delight. It's very good. It's, people like <laughs> it's it. Unclear it's unclear if you like, like stinky it's cheese. It's more of an acquired taste. It's like it's not for everybody. Oh, uh, okay. Whereas the main channel is more, you know, it's a brie. It's like, it's a kind I of don't, uh, a Does everyone like flavor? brie? I, we got to stop with the food analogies okay. in this episode. Okay. I'm going to just say that if your goal is community, you need to find, you need to find a format, probably in long form, I would, I would suggest, um, that can build like a closer, tighter knit connection that, that allows people to be actively involved in the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do that on shorts. I think people do that well. I think Cassie Ho does that really well, but she's super active. She's like, you guys are telling me X, so I did this. That's true. Right? She incorporates a lot of the comments. Exactly. So you yeah. you want to, like one thing to try here is, um, I don't know what the style of content is, but incorporate the audience, like answer a question from them, um, be active with them, uh, invite them into your world. Be like, this is day one of me trying to do this. If you want to like see- how cheeky boyos do that. Yeah. Right. Where they take a lot of ideas yeah, from, from the audience. Yeah, yeah. From the audience. Yeah. Agreed. You know, because it makes you feel like you're a member of the audience, even if it's your first time. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they're just acknowledging the other side of this equation. Totally. Is impactful. Yeah. Yeah. So give that a try. See, see what that feels like. Um, and like, I just think long form is where community is built. That's, that's my honest opinion. And long form, uh, depth, which someone in the discord had a real problem with this. There was a gripe that I've been saying depth and width, and it should be uh, depth and breadth. I read that thread. Yeah. yeah. What's the problem with depth? I get it. We're in the deep end of the pool. It's deep. It's depth. We're in the deep end now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we, Which we, means we have we have an element of depth with you. We're deep. Mm, exactly. Breath would be like a like a wide hug It also sounds too much like breath. Yes. So I don't want to say it. Exactly. I think you just stick to your guns. I'm going to stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Depth and participation. Like find a way for the audience to participate in the content. Yeah. That will build community. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that we're in the deep end, you've already shared a gripe. Um, what are you looking forward to at VidCon? I'm looking forward to our creator support session. Yeah, creator support live Friday. Friday. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited because I'm just curious how many people are going to be there. How many of them will we know? Man, how are we going to handle taking questions live? Yeah, you know, what if we don't have the answer? Mm-hmm. Then that's mm-hmm. okay too. We're also hosting a dinner with uh, the team at Spotter. Yep, which is going to be really fun. All of these like in-person things are so different. You know, like you're you're there with sixty people, and you're it's just like it's a very different environment to be physically with your community. Yeah, we experienced that um, somewhat recently. We did an event, coffee with creators. Thank you to everyone who came to that. That was super fun. Mm-hmm. If you want to be notified about future events, make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter, the published press, because yeah, that went out first. Well, what we did in the newsletter is we actually put an RSVP link to it, like at the bottom of the newsletter. We said, if you're in LA and you want to come hang out, click here. And like, it's almost like the deep end of the newsletter, yes. right? It's like, if you're really in it, you'll read every line and you'll see this. And an overwhelming amount of people clicked. So we couldn't actually publicize the meetup anymore because we had a limit. We only had 60 people we could fit into this space. Um, but it gave us a lot of promise for what's next. Like there was people who drove in from Texas and Arizona. Like it was so cool. And, uh, we are off officially to London next London. (laughs) Was that your accent? Yeah. I'm working. I'm just workshopping it because it's that, Isn't that, I think I have to do a London accent, a British accent when I'm in. A London accent? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's a gripe. Man, we yeah. got to get you out of yeah. the country, you know? Yeah. Get you it's traveling been a busy a week. Yeah. You're catching us on a busy yeah. week, everybody. All right. <laughs> okay, so we're officially off to London. Um, I'm leaving next week, uh, and I'm going on a short break 
vacation with my wife, which I'm really excited about. Then you come meet me. Mm -hmm. Then I come back and then you go on vacation. With my fiance. Which is our strategy to, you know, keep one of us in the office progressing the episodes while the other one's experiencing a break. Um, Prioritizing breaks right now, which I urge all creators to do. And when we're in London, maybe we'll do an impromptu meetup. Is that crazy? I don't think it's that crazy in the grand scheme of things that have happened in you the world. You do not sound excited about no, it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. To all it's the not, London-based you know creators who just, want to come to this meetup. It's not crazy. Don't say hello to Colin. He'll be no, upset. You know what I was actually thinking about? What? Was that when you described the break, yeah. we didn't really include the fact that there's a break for team in there. It made it sound like you and I will be working the whole time. Or like you and I will be on breaks and yeah. in the office, but there's also like a, a yeah. company break. Yeah, team there. break. Yeah, team break. Summer break. Summer break. The thing that we were thinking about last year was when I was in high school, summer break was the greatest thing ever. You know what? And, and Summer you, break still is, still is the greatest thing ever. And, and you lose it when you become an adult. Yeah. And creating a summer break for our company, that to me is important. Like, that's cool. Summer break. How cool would it be if one year we truly did a three-month summer break? <sighs> that would be crazy. I mean, imagine super fun. we have employees yeah. that have kids that are in school and they're also getting breaks and like we have kids and they're going on break and everyone just gets to take off. That'd be awesome. Three months. That would be cool. We will find out if we can do that. Stay tuned for another 10 to 15 years. Stay tuned to see if Colin and Samir take a long break. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of breaks, uh, here at the end of the show, I did want to say that we will be taking um, some weeks off of Creator Support in July, uh, back in August. Um, the exact dates, I actually don't know, but I think we'll be on the next two weeks and then off after that. But just expect uh, a break while we're out and traveling. Um, we'll communicate on the last episode before the break so that you're aware of it. Um, but appreciate everyone who's here in the deep end. If you're at VidCon, we'll see you there. And maybe there's a way that you guys can also get this newspaper that Colin made. Yeah, we're, we're working not on sure it. Yet, we only if you're made at VidCon, a select few. If you're at VidCon, you can get it. All right, we'll see you next week.